0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to JA's Recipe for Success video and podcast show. Uh, welcome to my kitchen. This is Lori Salarulo. Uh, I am the fortunate president and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Uh, and I get to host this amazing show and talk to so many great leaders and entrepreneurs in our community. Um, this show was, was created to do Um, Just that, hear about their journeys, hear about the ingredients to their success, uh, and to inspire our audience, which includes the over 54,000 students that we serve each year, teaching them about workforce readiness, entrepreneurship and financial literacy, which I think we can all agree is so important today. I know I've learned so much from these interviews and I hope that all of you who are watching or have watched in the past have also learned from our guests. If you are a first-time uh, person to our show or viewer, uh, please go back and look at some of our past interviews that are pretty amazing, uh, some great people. Uh, they're at jasouthflorida.org or our YouTube channel, Junior Achievement in South Florida. You know, this month is special to Junior Achievement. It is JA Alumni Month. We know JA programs have a strong impact on our participants' professional and personal development um, as they go into the working world. J.A. recently did a study study, uh, of our survey, uh, a survey of our alumni that revealed that J.A. influenced their lives in regard to their career path or was the major reason why they became an entrepreneur. This month, we'll be talking to J.A. alumni who will share their story and their ingredients to success. I'd like to welcome our first J.A. alumni this month, uh, Mr. Michael Goodman, who is the founder of Goodman Public Relations and also an investor in the Lips brand. And so, Michael, I want to welcome you as our first guest this month to J.A.'s Recipe for Success. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm great. Good morning, Lori. Good to see you.
0: You too. Did you have a great holiday, I hope?
1: You know, it was nice to uh, kick back and relax and have some peace and quiet. Uh, you know, COVID definitely has impacted a lot of things, but on some level, you know, it kept it small. Uh, which was a change, and uh, I kind of liked it. (laughs) I kind of liked the small. I think we're
0: all saying that. We had a little bit smaller here. We had some family that didn't come, and so the family that was here said, you know, I hope they're not listening, but they said, uh, you know, it was kind of nice not having all that drama and so many people and all that chaos, you know, being an Italian family. So, it was great. (laughs) I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I'm glad that it was peaceful. I think we can all use a little piece in our lives these days yeah uh, so for our audience Michael if you would share a little bit about Goodman public relations um, how you came to start the company and and exactly what you do
1: sure sure so um, first of all I have been uh, practicing public relations for a long time. Uh, over 30 years actually, so uh, I fell into it uh, going to school, working through jobs, putting myself through school, and and a very good friend said, uh, you know, we need somebody 10 hours a week at a PR firm, uh, and uh, $5 an hour where you do it, <laughs> and uh, that's how it started for me, um, and uh, I had some wonderful mentors, and just embraced all the things that a PR person could really do, and and... Not only to help clients, but also help the community. So, Goodwin Public Relations is a result of that. And what we are here is a full service public relations marketing and advertising company. So, some of our clients, like uh, South Florida Regional Transportation Authority in Toronto, we do PR, we do crisis work, we do ad campaigns. Some clients, like History Fort Lauderdale, the Gallery of Fort Lauderdale, Broward MPO, uh, social media campaigns media campaigns, community engagement campaigns, special event planning, website development, graphic design, so um, I I really learned to be a jack-of-all-trades and to be able to give clients this uh, full circle approach to marketing. Um, So yeah, it's been a a good one. I just turned 57 in October, and uh, and, uh, looking back, it's... uh, been a really wonderful opportunity in life. I've, I've been very fortunate to do a lot of great things because of being a PR person.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there's, a, there's something about basically, you're telling their story, right, which I love, yeah. um, obviously, because I love and I love doing this show, because that's what I really love hearing people's story. And then sometimes my kids will say to me, Mom, you're so nosy, like, why are you asking that person <laughs> like those questions? It's not that I'm being nosy, I guess I'm curious. But um, but I just love hearing the stories of how people got to where they are. Right. right. That affected their life.
1: So totally. So even when I meet with new clients, um, I actually ask questions that are unusual sometimes to these clients because I dig into their personal lives because I, I really want their business message. I want it to shine through that. There's passion. I want to show their passion. I, if there's a charity or a cause that's near and dear to the heart, I wanna like parlay that into some kind of promotion or fundraising opportunity or development program. So so yeah, the, the stories are, are key. And uh, I always say when I've spoken at colleges and groups and stuff that I am a connector. So I am connecting uh, news items and, and messages to media. I am connecting charities to corporations and so on and so on. So I'm a connector, you know, yeah. PR advertising. I'm just going to put connector on my business card and call it a day.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think. Well, listen. I mean, especially in this world today, that we're living in the virtual world. You know, connecting looks a little different, right? And PR and marketing and events look a lot different. Events. I'm not so sure they look like anything right now, uh, although they're virtual. But so let's. You know, that that kind of leads me to 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 want to. I want to hear your thoughts on that because. How we connect today, how we tell the story is so different than it was
1: a year ago. The the one thing that's clear about that is um, in doing PR and being a crisis communication specialist, I cannot tell you how many murders and serious crime incidents I have had to deal with over the years. And what social media has done in that case is made our jobs 300 times harder because we have to work within a minute. It used to be there would be a crime at somewhere and the police would be called and, and an hour later the news crew would show up, right? Now you have people with their cell phones shooting every detail, uh, and telling your story before you even get a chance to pick up the phone. So it has totally, um, created, uh, a different, um, uh scenarios scene of events for pr people to have to be that much more prepared uh and prepare their clients uh one of my clients uh we just had a meeting this week about retooling their crisis communications plan because they sent it to me and i said this this is done 20 years ago this (laughs) this would not apply today because we have to work within 60 seconds or less Um, So it's really changed changed a lot. When I first started PR um, at the $5 an hour, I was the clip and paste guy. And what that meant was um, we used to literally clip and paste articles out of a newspaper and put them in a really pretty (laughs) position on a piece of paper and present the client with a printed clip book. Those were the days back then where I used to sit and cut with scissors and glue, and that's what we did. Now everything is digital and quick and, you know, in some regards, it's easier, but I would say as a whole, my job is not only more time intensive, but just I got to be on my toes. So much more. So yeah,
0: more. and probably I would imagine um the crisis management is, is even at a, a greater level because, you know, before you got to tell the story, as you said before, there were cell phones and all of that, you got to craft the story. Now, it's almost like you're doing damage control right, and having to rewrite the story.
1: Well, if you're not prepared, I mean, that's, again, that's the key. It's in preparation I have some clients that are really every year actually do drills and really hone in on potential uh, risk. And uh, that is a good client to have. Um, and you can already prepare. Um, messages for a murder, you can kind of prepare messages for a hurricane, tornado. There are some things that you can do to be prepared and I had years of that. Unfortunately, around the country, um, I was on call 24-7 at some times. And uh, I had to deal with some horrific things, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that preparation. Talk about having a plan, right? I wanna go back to something you said earlier about having mentors, right? Junior achievement, of course, is, is all about, and I think that's what makes it unique, is that connection, as you put it, between the business community right our schools and our students and junior achievement programs and curriculums and that's what i think makes it so real and relevant can you talk a little bit about that for me and and your day experience with yeah your- yeah,
1: yeah. well i want to say wholeheartedly that i am um, a big proponent of junior achievement and and on a number level so first of all when i was in high school um, i was actually in the program and i have fond fond memories of it because um, Florida Power & Light was our sponsor, if you will, and there were executives. I can visually see them, but I can't remember their names, so I can visually see them. And we actually created Tennis Racket Clocks. That was our product to sell. We sold stock, we created the concept, we promoted it, we sold it. I 100% think that that experience um, uh, impacted my life in a big way, you know, I'm not just making that up because we're talking here. I, I think like real hands on experience. So sometimes I'll, I'll use an analogy. Sometimes I say, you know what, maybe it's better if somebody travels the world instead of a four year degree because they're getting real life, you know, experience. Of course, the books are necessary. But J.A. gives you that real life experience and it kind of puts you in a place to um, almost create your path. Because if you're not comfortable in any of those modes, whether it's sales or the product development or any of the tools or any of the uh, work modes that you had to do to get to where your project was, it, it kind of gives you a guide of what's good for you and what you're comfortable with. So for me, it was a great experience. And I, I honestly have, I can visualize the advisors. I just can't remember their names, but I we won. We won company of the year uh, and uh, I... I I remember the tennis racket clocks finally, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's so funny because people do, I, I speak to people. I, we have had Pam Heisinga on this show and, and other people that have gone through the program and they can remember their products. I mean, their first business yeah. experience. And so yeah. I think obviously just the fact that you all can remember, the company, and you can picture these executives oh, telling you yeah. that the way that this is imprinted, right, is is imprinted in your in your mind and in your life is, is amazing. And, and there's not a lot of things we can say that about from our younger days, right? Uh,
1: I mean, I I would love every kid to go through it. At every, you know, I, I did it in high school. I know that JA has some younger programs. I thought high school was, you know, the perfect age. Um, and I, made, well, I was more aware and in a position to have a little bit thought processes to my path if I was going to go to college or I was going to be, you know, vocational job. Um so yeah, and I have been toward your facility um and uh you know, I am 100% behind the program. I mean, you know, kids um also we talk social media. Kids are getting bombarded with a lot of different things. They're glued to their phones and their experience level has is actually changing. And they need hands-on experience with the phone put away, um, and a JA offers that you know on a on a good level to, you know, my my pa- my grandparents always used to say if you don't know where you want to be by your thirty you're done, and I always have it imprinted in my head that oh my god I got to hurry up I can't I got to be you know by thirty years old I got to be in a good place <laughs> and yeah. um, it's kind of true you know and J A can kind of help somebody. You know, pick their path maybe a little earlier, or at least you know have a concept of what they're comfortable with. going in a good direction. going in a good direction. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. So one of our um, viewers asked a question about um, this this um, this career path and this business. Is you know how did you break into the business? They want to know how to advise their their daughter to get into this field. Mm-hmm. How did you break into the field, you know, and how would you suggest to young people that they might, if this is an interest of in theirs, they might break in?
1: So, you know, I uh, always tell people that I've been really lucky all my life. So in my case, it was luck. Like, again, I had was working three jobs and putting myself through school. And I, I luckily had uh, friended some people that were in PR. And so they kind of got me in that path. But one of the things that I tell Uh, interns and people that I um, meet on a regular level is uh, first find your passion because this has to be your passion you know PR people are behind the scenes pulling strings not the limelight the money is not always you know 100% the best until you're later in your life and you have to have a passion you have to like people you have to be social uh, you have to be cognizant of your appearance there's a lot of things you got to do and the other thing I tell them is get involved. Like, if you know this is your path, go to the Humane Society intern. Go to American Cancer Society and be part of the walk. Connect with people. Do things that connect you to, to people that will help you. And get some experience, you know. Um, that is really key. You know, it's not the old days where you just – get on the phone and somebody can call and get you a job. There are tons of people looking for work and you have to stand out and shine. And when I see resumes that show, you know, I was on the school newspaper, I volunteered at the Maine Society, I helped with the walk, I was on the marketing committee for the American Cancer Society walk, all those things, um, I know where they're gonna go. I already know they're gonna excel. Um, And that's how you get ahead. You know, you gotta, Get involved and be passionate.
0: And hard work. I heard you mentioned also working great job. Well,
1: you know nobody gets. I mean, all of us. Um, blood, sweat, and tears is an interesting term. But um, I think if I didn't work 12 hours a day in my younger days and you know made people notice me, I wouldn't be owning a business right now. I, to me, it wasn't going to work. It was fun. It was passion, and I could sit. I could be there all day and night, and that's how you know you're in the right career, and that's key to uh, being successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, so, you know, I also mentioned that you are a an investor in Lips uh, in, in several of the locations. Right. Very different, especially right now. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about that? How did you decide to that your business interest? Number one, how is that different from the PR business? Um, and then how, what's happening there today, right? And, and right.
1: So there's a few founders that have created the Lips brand and uh, were ahead of their time, uh, you know, now, Uh, drag entertainment, Um, that kind of entertainment is pretty mainstream, but back in the day, 30 years ago when they founded it, it was kind of fringe. And so they took it to a different level. I actually uh, became cognizant of LIPS by accident in that I was invited to a political fundraiser that happened to be at LIPS. And I went and I kind of had a really good time, you know, and that's what LIPS uh, mantra is about, you know, celebration and fun. And uh, I started to um, uh, hang out and get to know a lot of the people. And in doing so, I watched clearly the mechanisms that made it successful. And when it was time for restaurants to open in other locations, uh, I seized the opportunity to invest. Uh, And it is a very different business. I mean, restaurant entertainment business is totally different. It is called buttons and, and tears because it's twenty four seven. You know, it's it's huge staffs, it's food, it's liquor, it's there's a lot of different things. And in Lip's case, it's a cast of entertainers. So um, yeah, it's totally different. Restaurant business is really one of the hardest businesses that uh, people can venture into. But PR and marketing does fall into that because a successful business has to have good PR and marketing to maintain and grow. So I'm able to, as an investor, when it's appropriate, be able to guide and help. And one of the things I've done here in Fort Lauderdale for the brand is clearly charitable collaborations. And I've had uh, successful people and leaders in our community like Heiko and Dan Limblade and folks like that who have actually put in drag Charles' oh, money for charities. There. Yeah, you've been there. So I've actually... Um, uh, you, you know, done great things in the name of fun. And so that's how I look at all that is it's fun entertainment and lips is, um, a corner in that market in terms of celebrations and birthdays and anniversaries and even divorces. That's right. You know?
0: Yeah, I don't think the vision, uh, of Heiko or Dan, uh, will ever lose <laughs> my mind. They are forever burned in my memory. I love them both. And boy, talk about fun guys. Um, so I love that you know um you mentioned something earlier and i think this is kind of an interesting thing we were talking a little bit about you know diversity and and all of that and you talked about um the messaging having to be universal right and so you know lips of course uh you know as you said trans you know uh uh, uh, and um drag and 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 all of that right such a different world um but yet and and a different message because how people accept that, how they feel about that, their comfort level with it, right, is so different. We all, you know, everybody has some bias in them. Talk a little bit about that as as part of that community, as part of a business in in a different community. Talk about that universal messaging and how do you address that?
1: Well, you know, with most uh, branding and marketing campaigns, you you know, in, in most businesses, you want to reach the masses, so yes, you want to have a universal message that's you know clear and concise and is palatable to the majority. Um, and uh, y- y- you know whatever the business is, whether it's Lips or the Capital Grill or whatever, there is a direction or a message that you you use to portray that. In Lips' case, um, it's about fun and celebration, uh, and how that translates. It's universal, that's universal. It's interesting because um, uh, I'm using that as an example and I'll give others, but people will come there who uh, probably um, would not ever consider being in that realm at all and they'll come in very scared and nervous. It might be maybe six girls and two gentlemen and you could tell the gentlemen are not comfortable. And almost every single time when I go up to that table and ask, how, you're, how was it? Oh, my God, man, it was great. So it's totally um, about fun, and I think fun is universal, celebration is universal, your birthday is universal, anniversary is universal, and giving back to the community is universal. So lips has crossed that barrier, and other clients have the same thing, you know, like a tri-rail where you're trying to get people on, the, on board the train. Well, you might pick a message about the cost, that it's less than $5 a day. So in any good PR campaign or marketing campaign, you, you find those, those angles or those, those points that can be accepted by all. Uh, and in all that too, you're putting aside politics, you're putting aside biases. Um, there are some times where your campaign is focused to LGBT, you're focused to African-Americans, you're focused to his, Hispanics. But on the most part, message has to be universal. You know. Mm. We, I I try to live by that premise when it makes sense for my clients um, that, uh, uh, you know, how how you perceive things, you know, is very important and how they perceive things even more important. So it's a balance. It's clearly a balance.
0: Absolutely. You know, as as we've been talking, I was pulling out some of the, the ingredients to your success. And I'll just read off a few of them. When we're at JA World, I have a big whiteboard, and I put them up there while we're talking. But um, So some of the things that that you talked about, Michael, were mentors, having mentors, being a mentor, helping the community and giving back, telling people stories, telling your story, right, and how you tell it, um, that universal message, whether it's about you or the, the client or the product or whatever it might be, connecting Right. Connections are have been so important for you and in your business and in your life, being prepared, having a plan, um, hands on experience. You talked about that through your JA and and through your uh, working free jobs and the experience you got, especially when you talked about going into the industry that you might have a passion for. right? Right. And finding that passion and then getting into that industry, volunteering and getting to know it and so that work doesn't feel like work it feels like fun um uh, hard work you talked uh, a lot about uh over the years uh and standing out i love that one right because i I always told my daughter that you know there's there's i've you know i can hire 50 people tomorrow that all have great resumes how does somebody stand out from the rest Right, um, and so and and coming from Ogle VMA, there having been in that world um, that you're in uh, back in the my my first career, um, <laughs> you know, there were 200 employees, right? How did you stand out and become the next manager or the next director? Right, mm-hmm. I think I had to do that. So I love that um, watching and learn how a business works. You talked about that. Right? You stood on the sidelines. Um, have fun, uh, yeah. fun, and celebrate. Hello. Right, and then collaboration, of course, along with connections um, and giving back, you talked about again. Um, You know, those are amazing ingredients to your recipe. Uh, But I always say, and of course, you know, being Italian, being Spanish, there's always, or whatever you're cooking, there's always one main ingredient to someone's success or to a recipe success. What is Michael Goodman's uh, main ingredient to your
1: recipe for success? Uh, it's drive. It's really drive, you know, my motivation. I, so I grew up, um, uh, my dad, uh, was in retail. My mother, uh, was, uh, office manager of financial, uh, accounting for a doctor's office. Um, and, uh, I, in high school was kind of the shy, geeky kid. I was always getting, Uh, bullied, uh, you know, faggot and that whole realm, and it was pretty rough, but I was lucky to have uh, a family across the street who was a doctor, a neurologist, and I was like the nanny to those three kids, and what that meant was on the weekends I was with those kids, I went on trips with this family, and I took care of these three kids, and um, it gave me the drive because I saw the lifestyle that they had, And my parents weren't poor, but it was, you know, middle income, but there wasn't extravagance. But I saw the other side of this doctor family. And uh, it wasn't always materialistic, but it was being able to go to the circus and being able to go strawberry picking and taking a trip here and taking a trip there and money was seemed to be no object. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, And so it gave me a lot of drive to want to succeed, like to not want to be in a place when I was 60 years old and I was struggling. And so that is, I think, in a weird way, that's become my drive. You know, yes, I'm passionate about what I do. But deep down inside, um, the drive has always been um, to not have, not be in a place for myself that was uncomfortable for me. Um, and so that became my drive, you know. And I also wanted to help others. You know, I get so much joy out of uh, helping the homeless when I can, having helping friends when I can, donating to charity, that is a passion of mine. And now because of my drive, that becomes part, it gets to be part of my life. So drive, I'm going to say drive, you know, the, the passion and the drive to want to succeed, the passion and the drive to love what you do is cr- clearly my recipe for success, um, clearly. And there's times when I have self-doubt. And uh, we all do. And, and you uh, think about uh, what else can I do in my life to make it better to help others and do everything. And Again, it's a drive, you know, that, that's it. drive. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you know, it's interesting, you talked about, um, you knew, you pictured, right, you saw what you wanted, what you yeah. didn't want. <laughs> um, and then use that vision that picture right of what you wanted that end goal to look like and use that drive right to make sure that you um, got to where you wanted to get to and i love that because you got to have that picture where, where you go well,
1: again that's where ja comes in so because of that opportunity with those advisors who were my point executives the shirt and tie and you know professional and and then to go through the motions of creating a business and a product and all that it kind of again as i said earlier it allows you to put a path to what you can do within your realm to be successful and again successful means different things to different people somebody's success is having three kids somebody's is to have a lamborghini um, mine was just to be comfortable and not dependent on anybody, you know, that was, that was for me. Uh, and, um, you know, on a personal note, and I, and I, I I'm very transparent. So there is a period in, in my time where my mother didn't mean any harm. She said, you'll never be successful. Um, because, you know, it was an LGBT thing. She found out I was gay and you'll never be successful. And so even to this day, that registers in my mind whenever I am uh, you know, concerned about losing an account or business is up or down, that's in my head. So again, that drive to succeed, to prove somebody wrong um, is also there. And we all have those personal moments that make us who we are. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm a little bit more somebody with heart on the sleeve Uh, I'm a little bit more transparent than others. But um, I I think that's why my clients appreciate the honesty. I think, um, you know, that's another thing is um, you can't mess up. Like when you're younger, you have to be honest and transparent with people. And that all catches up with you. You can't bullshit your way through. You can't. It comes back to you. You have to have why you stand out. Because in the long run, somebody's going to upstand you. It's going to happen, you know?
0: Yeah, what's the word they're using for that today? Authenticity, right? And and you're right. right. I, mean, I think everybody can see through bullshit, right? This morning, I was on a huddle. I'm, I, I get on this motivational type of huddle every morning. And they were talking about C words, and uh, one person said, oh, "C is for crap because people can see when you're full of crap, right?" And so I hate to be so crude, but the, but he was yeah. right uh, when he said it, you know. And so so I and I love that about you, and I think that's, you know, but, uh, my daughter always says, to me, "Why do you why do you tell everybody everything, and why are you so like open about?" And I, because first of all, usually I I will end up helping them because maybe they know so like with with a child with a disability right with patrick uh like she said why do you you tell everyone that you have a son with disability with a disability or why do you tell you people you have a daughter with it you know in the lgbt population and i'm like because first of all i'm proud of you both it doesn't matter what you know but also i have found that by being open and honest Either they've been able to bring something to my life, that person, right? Oh, my God, my daughter, you know, has Down syndrome, or, you know, whatever, right? And you find commonalities sometimes and how you can help each other through that. But I love what you said, and I want—I don't want to miss the chance to, to stay on that for a second. You know, staying on your main ingredient of drive, I was going to say to you, how do you sustain that drive? Because it can be exhausting sometimes. Um Yes. But it, hit the nail on the head when you talked about the bullying and talking about this woman who told you you weren't going to be successful it sounds like the way you sustain it is by reminding yourself right of those people who doubted you and 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 pushing through
1: yeah no um yeah totally you know we all have self-doubt and we all have days where we're not as confident as others i mean i always say even the most successful people and even entertainers, you know, it's, you have times when you don't want to hit that stage. I'm a god. I'm not good enough. Um, but you, you kind of muddle through and you find uh, a path to make it um, better. And so in my case, you know, again, the giving back, I, I had a new business meeting yesterday and uh, when I can connect different groups to clients, um, And part of my job allows me to know that, you know, something good is going to come of it more than just somebody's in the newspaper, you know, getting a plug. Um, It's a a great thing. I I wanted to quickly, too, also go back to the trust thing because as a PR person, it's not only that your client has to trust you and the community Mm -hmm. has to trust you, but the media has to trust you. And so this transparency and honesty is how you develop relationships with the media, because I can get calls at any time for a media person to know I'm going to give them the story as straight as I can within my realm and not BS them and give them, put them on a goose chase. And so that, that, that truth and transparency is really, really key. I'm sorry I switched from drive back to truth and honesty, but it, it everything is connected. You know, as a PR person, you almost have to be this beacon of light, <laughs> even in your role, there is a certain expectation that people have of your being so you know I've, i i actually um interestingly enough and uh, we talked about this before we got on and i was so i am an entertainer and i do do entertaining work and i will tell you that at one point uh, i kept it very quiet i wasn't transparent and somebody in the community called one of my clients to try to discredit me for doing that and my client actually said yes. <laughs> I've been to those shows; they're really great, and kind of nipped it in the bud. But um, you know, it's, that's going back to Heiko and Dan and things like that. Um, I think that um, when we all open ourselves up to new ideas, other people's thoughts and processes and opportunities, um, we grow. We can again help each other. It's it's this beacon of the light that. You know, I, I do sometimes feel I have this pressure to be in a certain bubble because I am, um, you know, protecting people's images, and I have to make sure my image is the same, um, is, uh, is key. And, and you talk about kids and going back to that, I know I ramble, but that goes back to that too, is, is you know, stay straight, meaning don't do drugs, <laughs> don't get in trouble, don't shoplift, you know, keep it good, don't have anything on your record that's the other thing about you know what can make my kids successful well be on the straight and narrow be on a good path you know don't mess up don't hang on with the wrong people yeah um,
0: I think and, our young people don't understand that their brand right as they are in high school or even middle school these days right they are already beginning to develop their own personal brand and it will follow them right forever so
1: hundred um, percent.
0: So Michael, this has just, I love every time I get to, to spend time with you uh, because I think of that, that genuine, um, I love that genuine part of you and the transparency and just being able to have real conversations. You and I have always been that way. And I love that about you. Um, love the main ingredient that you talked about drive and how to sustain that drive uh, to succeed. Um, and I just wanna thank you. I wanna thank you for your belief and your confidence and your support of J.A. Um, and so glad that you're in our family. And um, thank you for all that you do in our community. And um, and just you know keep getting out there and telling the story.
1: And you as well. I, I, uh, I love that we get to work together. I love what you do. You're doing a great job at Junior Achievement South Florida. And let's just all make it happen. Let's all work yeah. together and breathe the same air and and come together.
0: Absolutely. And thank you everyone who's been watching and commenting and sharing their thoughts and their questions uh, for Michael. Um, Thank you so much for watching. You can check out the show. Um, If you didn't get to catch the whole thing, you can check it out on YouTube or on our website, jasouthflorida.org. Thank you everyone. Let's get cooking.